0: Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. FamousApple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, check it out. And when you're tripping around the web, check out FamousApple.com forward slash group. That's our group page uh, titled Living with a Disability. Go over there, check it out. You might meet some new friends. You might be able to answer a couple of questions for people. Maybe they can answer a couple of questions for you. It's an Apple a Day page over on Facebook. That's famousapple.com forward slash group. So how are you feeling today, my friend? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. Hey, right. we have had a busy week here at an Apple a Day. Um, let me tell you, we have on Friday, we have this excellent interview with Matthew Klickstein, he's the author of a book called "The Kids of Whitney Junior High Take Over the World." Now, if you've never heard of this book, it would it would do you good to check out this book. This has got to be one of the funniest books I've read in a long time, and it's it's funny, it's warm-hearted. Now, I don't know if if you remember Mayim Balak, she was the girl from Blossom. She was also from The Big Bang Theory. She played Amy Farrah Fowler. She, you know, she was uh, Sheldon's girlfriend, then Sheldon's wife. Well, she raved about this book. It's it's a really, it's a warm-hearted book. It's a funny book. You have to check it out. You can pick up a copy, or look it over even, at famousapple.com forward slash... W-J-H. That's famousapple.com forward slash W-J-H. Make sure you join us on Friday to hear this interview with Matthew. He is a phenomenal person. Great guy. Really great guy. Well, I want to talk to you about a couple of emails that I received. They're unbelievable. So sit back Relax, and we're going to get right into it. What's wrong with me? (laughs) That's what a listener from Fishkill, New York asked yesterday morning. They sent this email, and the listener says to me, says, what's wrong with you? To make a long story short, she thinks I'm too happy for a disabled person. <laughs> wow. First of all, when I answered her, I made it clear there is no such thing as a disabled person, but merely a person with a disability. I think, as anyone with a disability knows, having one sucks. How you handle it is up to you. You can let it knock you down and keep you there. You can give up and cry about it and have that woe is me attitude. As for me, I choose not to. So if I sound happy, it's because I'm happy. I know things can always be worse. At the end of every podcast, I say, I say that. Things can always be worse. And how can they be worse, you ask? Hey, look, everybody knows I have one leg. How can things keep me worse? I could have no legs, right? Somebody has a stroke. They lose the ability to talk. How can things be How can things be worse? They could lose the ability to see as well or lose the ability to hear as well. Somebody lost an arm. How can it be worse? They could have lost both arms. They could have lost their, their head. They could be dead. Things can always be worse. No matter what's wrong with you, things can always be worse. You can't walk, you're in a wheelchair, uh, that's my case. I lost a leg, then I had three strokes. I've had two heart attacks. I can't walk anymore, I can't use my, prosth- my prosthetic because of the three strokes. So I'm in a wheelchair the rest of my life. Things could always be worse. I could be in a bed, I could be dead, but I'm not. I'm alive, so I'm happy. I'm happy on life. No, I don't drink. No, I don't use drugs. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I did drink, but I can't because of the medication I take. But I'm happy. You know, if you choose to have that woe is me attitude, then that's your business. However, you deal with your disability, that's your business. This is the way I deal with mine. I choose to be happy. I'm not going to be miserable the rest of my life. I'm living. I'm a, I'm on this side of the grass. I'm looking down at green. I'm not looking up at roots. So I'm happy. Is that wrong? If that's wrong to you, if that bothers you, then don't listen to the podcast. If that bothers you, don't talk to me. But I would rather be around a thousand people that are happy than to be around one miserable, miserable person. Believe me. I'd rather see people happy than to be crying about what they don't have, what they lost. Sure it sucks. Disability sucks. There's no ands, ifs or buts about it, but you learn to adapt. And that's what this podcast is about. We learn to adapt and live a happy, healthy life with the disability that we were dealt. And if that doesn't if that doesn't suit you, then I'm sorry. But don't make everyone else miserable around you. Know what I mean? So if I sound too happy for a person with a disability, I'm very sorry. Good luck, though. I hope you. I hope somewhere in your life you find some happiness. I posted this email on the group page at famousapple.com forward slash group. And I got a, quite a few responses. One from Bob, who is actually in the hospital right now. And his response was that making people happy is what makes him happy. And I think that's pretty cool. Another response came from Melinda, who says she's happy when she sees her grandson. And I think that's really cool. I've seen a picture of a grandson. He's a real cutie. And Aaron wrote that her boyfriend, her loving boyfriend makes her happy. And that's excellent. That's great. What makes you happy? Go to the groups page at famousapple.com Forward slash groups, and tell us what makes you happy. Go, cool. you'll see the the thread there, and just tell us what makes you happy. Okay, let's move on to the next email. This next this next email is is, is a good one. When I first saw this email in my email list, the subject matter said, sex. So I, my eye was naturally drawn right to it. And I thought maybe it was one of those advertising things for sex. And I opened it up and I looked at it and it was the shortest email I've seen in a while. And the first thing I thought about was, holiday dinners at these people's house must be a pip. But then I thought about it and I said, you know what? This is a pretty cool conversation to have. And I'm going to read it to you. you. You think about it. It says, Dear Jimmy, I hope you can settle the dispute in our home. I say you can't spread the coronavirus by having sex. My parents say you can. Can you please tell them that I'm right? Signed, Rob in Paducah, Kentucky. And at first I was like, you're having this conversation with your parents? Okay. Well, first thing I'm going to have to say, Rob, is I'm sorry, buddy, but you're wrong. That is unless, of course, you're married. But I'm going to assume that you're talking about you're dating. And I'm going to assume that you're not living with the person. So I did some research, though. And here's what I found. It says... Can you get COVID-19 from sexual activity? Can you get coronavirus from sex? And the answer is from William F. Marshall III, MD. And his answer says, at close contact within six feet or two meters, with an infected person can expose you to the virus that causes coronavirus disease 2019 COVID-19, whether you're engaged in sexual activity or not. The virus spreads by respiratory droplets released when someone with the virus coughs, sneezes, or talks. These droplets can be inhaled or land in the mouth or nose of a person nearby. Coming into contact with the person's spit through kissing or other sexual activities could expose you to the virus. People who have COVID-19 could also spread the respiratory droplets onto their skin or personal belongings. A sexual partner could get the virus by touching these surfaces and then touching his or her mouth, nose, or eyes. In addition, the COVID-19 virus can spread through contact with feces. It's possible that you could get coronavirus COVID-19 virus from sexual activities that expose you to fecal matter. There is currently no evidence that COVID-19 virus is transmitted through semen or vaginal fluids, but the virus has been detected in the semen of people who have or are recovering from the virus. Further research is needed to determine if COVID-19 virus can be transmitted sexually. Since there are people who have COVID-19 who show no symptoms, it's important to keep distance between yourself and others if COVID-19 virus is spreading in your community. This includes avoiding sexual contact with anybody who doesn't live with you. If you or your partner isn't feeling well or think that you might have COVID-19, don't kiss or have sex with each other until you're both feeling better. Also, if you or your partner is at higher risk of serious illness with COVID-19 due to an existing chronic condition, you might want to avoid sex. The safest type of sexual activity during COVID-19 pandemic is masturbation. Be sure to wash your hands and any sex toys used both before and after masturbation. You might also consider engaging in sexual activity with partners via text, photos, or videos, ideally using an encrypted platform to provide privacy protection. Beyond sex, there are other ways to create or maintain intimacy with a partner at a distance. Go on virtual dates together, share music you enjoy, write letters to one another, or dress up for each other. Be creative. If you are sexually active with someone outside of your household, Consider these precautions to reduce the risk of getting COVID-19 virus. Minimize the number of sexual partners you have. Avoid sex partners who have symptoms of COVID-19. Avoid kissing. Avoid sexual behaviors that have a risk of fecal or oral transmission or the involved semen or urine. Use condoms and dental dams during oral and anal sex. Wear a mask during sexual activity. Wash your hands and shower before and after sexual activity. Wash sex toys before and after using them. Use soap or alcohol wipes to clean the area where you have sexual activity. There you have it. The safest thing to do is avoid sexual activity right now. Unless you're married. Or unless you live with the person. That's the safest thing, Rob. Okay? Sorry to disillusion you, but... Your parents are right. That's the only thing I can tell you. Okay, let's move on. I have a couple other things to talk to you about COVID-19 here. Let me ask you something. How many people have you heard that have died just after taking this COVID-19 shot? this COVID-19 vaccination. How many people have you heard in the news that died shortly after taking it? I've heard of quite a few, but I can never find anything about them. Now, this past week, on Sunday, an elderly man collapsed and died shortly after getting the COVID-19 vaccination at the Javits Center in Manhattan the article wasn't on the front page of the newspaper. It was back on the second or third page. It said, an elderly man collapsed and died in Manhattan on Sunday morning shortly after receiving the COVID-19 vaccination at the Javits Center, health officials said. The man in his 70s Fell as he was leaving the building about 25 minutes after the vaccination, according to a statement from New York State Health Commissioner Dr. Howard Zucker. Initial indications are that the man did not have any allergic reactions to the vaccination. The Dr. Zucker said in his statement, during a required 15-minute observation period following the vaccination, the man exhibited no adverse effects from the jab, Zucker said. First responders rendered aid within seconds, but the man later died at a nearby hospital, according to the health commissioner. Public health experts agree the vaccine vaccine is safe, and together with continued vigilance, including wearing a mask and social distancing, it'll bring an end to the pandemic, said Zucker. I encourage all eligible New Yorkers to get vaccinated. Well, that's very nice. But what happened to this gentleman? Why did he die? What killed him? Nobody said anything about that. They're just telling us how safe the vaccination is. I want to know what killed this gentleman. You know, not for nothing. Back in 2007, I had my first heart attack. And it was in the artery they called the Widowmaker. They had to put two stents. After I came out of the cath lab, out of recovery, I was asked if I wanted to participate in a study for Plavix. They were looking to make a generic form of Plavix, and it was colopidogrel. And I said, sure, at this point, I feel lucky. I survived it. So that was in 2007, and I was in the study for a year at that point. It wasn't until 2012, five years later, that the FDA gave the okay for clopidogrel, the generic, for Plavix. This COVID-19 vaccination got an okay from the FDA within six months. Six months? There's something wrong there. I'm not telling anybody not to take the vaccination. I'm not telling anybody to take the vaccination. This is a very personal decision that you have to make I'm just saying for me I'm waiting me personally I'm waiting I don't I I don't see anything that's worth the risk people are dying after taking this and nobody's telling us what they're dying from they're just telling us how safe the vaccination is something to think about okay let's move on here Hey, I want to remind you, I'm not a doctor. And thousands of people have taken these COVID shots and they've pulled through. They've gotten sick, maybe, or they have injection site soreness. But to each his own. You have to make your own decision. I'm just giving you both sides of the, the argument here. So, again, it's a very personal decision that you have to make, okay? I just want to remind you of that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just Jimmy Apple. Anyhow, I want to thank you for stopping by here today. And I want to remind you, on Friday, we have the interview with Matthew Klickstein, And he's going to be talking about his book, The Kids of Whitney Junior High, Take Over the World. You're not going to want to miss it. So, make sure you're here Friday. And... I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to An Apple A Day. And I want to remind you one very important thing. No matter what, things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody somewhere wishing they were in your position. So things can always be worse. Have a great day, my friends. You've been listening to An Apple A Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Take care. Thanks for listening to An Apple A Day with Jimmy Apple your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.